Act Three of The Birth of Merlin, The Child Hath Found His Father by William Shakespeare and William Rowley. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Three, Scene One Before the Palace of King Aurelius. Enter Clown and his sister. Come, sister. Thou art all fool, all mad woman. Prithee, have patience. We are now at court. At court? <laughs> that proves thy madness. Was there ever any woman in thy taking travel to court for a husband? Slid, tis enough for them to get children and the city to keep them and the contrary to find nurses. Everything must be done in his due place, sister. Be but content a while, for sure I know this journey will be happy. Oh, dear brother, this night my sweet friend came to comfort me. I saw him and embraced him in mine arms. Why did you not hold him and call me to help you? Alas! I thought I had been with him still, but when I waked... Ah, pox of all loggerheads. Then you were but in a dream all this while, and we may still go look him. Well, since you are come to court, cast your cat's eyes about you, and either find him out you dreamt on, or some other, for I'll trouble myself no further. Enter Donobert, Cater, Edwin, and Toclio. See, see, here comes more courtiers. Look about you. Come, pray, view them all well. The old man has none of the marks about him. The other have both swords and feathers. What thinkest thou of that tall young gentleman? He much resembles him. But sure, my friend, brother, was not so high of stature. Oh, beast, was thou got a child with a short thing, too? Come, come, I'll hear no more on it. Go, Lord Edwin, tell her this day her sister shall be married to Cador, Earl of Cornwall. So shall she to thee, brave Edwin, if she'll have my blessing. She is addicted to a single life. She will not hear of marriage. Tush! <laughs> Fear it not. Go you from me to her. Use your best skill, my lord, and if you fail, I have a trick shall do it. Haste, haste about it. Sir, I am gone. My hope is in your help more than my own. And worthy Toclio, to your care I must commend this business for lights and music and what else is needful. I shall, my lord. We would untreat a word, sir. Come forward, sister. Exit Donobert, Toclio, Cater. What lacks thou, fellow? I lack a father for a child, sir. How? A godfather? No, sir. We mean the own father. It may be you, sir, for anything we know. I think the child is like you. Like me? Prithee, where is it? 
Nay, tis not born yet, sir. Tis forthcoming, you see. The child must have a father. What do you think of my sister? Why, I think if she ne'er had husband, she's a whore, and thou a fool. Farewell. Exit. I thank you, sir. Well, pull up thy heart, sister. If there be any law in the court, this fellow shall father it, because he uses me so scurvily. There's a great wedding towards, they say. Will amongst them for a husband for thee. Enter Sir Nicodemus with a letter. If we miss there, I'll have another bout with him that abused me. See, look, there comes another hat and feather. This should be a close lecture. He's reading of a love letter. Earl Cador's marriage, and a mask to grace it. So, so. This night shall make me famous for presentments. How now? What are you? A couple of Great Britons, you may see, by our bellies, sir. And what of this, sir? Why, thus the matter stands, sir. There's one of your courtiers, hunting nags, has made a gap through another man's enclosure. Now, sir, here's the question. Who should be at charge of a fur brush to stop it? Ha, ha, this is out of my element. The law must end it. Your worship says well, for surely I think some lawyer had a hand in the business. We have such a troublesome issue. But what's thy business with me now? Nay, sir, the business is done already. You may see by my sister's belly. Oh, now I find thee. This gentlewoman, it seems, has been humbled. As low as the ground would give her leave, sir, and your worship knows this. Though there be many fathers without children, yet to have a child without a father were most unnatural. That's true, in faith. I never heard of a child yet that e'er begot his father. Why, true, you say wisely, sir. And therefore I conclude that he that got the child is, without all question, the father of it. Ay, now you come to the matter, sir. And our suit is to your worship for the discovery of this father. Why, lives he in the court here? Yes, sir, and I desire but marriage. And does the knave refuse it? Come, come, be merry, wench. He shall marry thee, and keep the child too, if my knighthood can do anything. I am bound by mine orders to help distressed ladies. And can there be a greater injury to a woman with child than to lack a father for it? I am ashamed of your simpleness. Come, come, give me a courtier's fee for my pains, and I'll be thy advocate myself, and justice shall be found. Nay, I'll sue the law for it, 
but give me my fee first. If all the money I have in the world will do it, you shall have it, sir. An angel does it. Nay, there's two, for your better eyesight, sir. Why, well said. Give me thy hand, wench. I'll teach thee a trick for all this. Shall get a father for thy child presently. And this it is, mark now. You meet a man, as you meet me now. Thou claimest marriage of me, and layest the child to my charge. I deny it. Push, there's nothing. Hold thy claim fast. Thy words carries it, and no law can withstand it. Is it possible? Hast all opposition. Her own word carries it. Let her challenge any man. The child shall call him father. There's a trick for your money now. Truth, sir, we thank you. We'll make use of your trick, and go no further to seek the child a father, for we challenge you, sir. Sister, lay it to him. He shall marry thee. I shall have a worshipful old man to my brother. Ha, <laughs> ha, I like thy pleasantness. Nay, indeed, sir, I do challenge you. You think we jest, sir? Ay, by my troth do I. I like thy wit in faith. Thou shalt live at court with me. Didst never hear of Nicodemus nothing? I am the man. Nothing? Slid, we are out again. Thou was never got with child with nothing, sir. I know not what to say. Never grieve, wench. Show me the man, and process shall fly out. Tis enough for us to find the children. We look that you should find the father, and therefore either do us justice, or we'll stand to our first challenge. Would you have justice without an adversary? Unless you can show me the man, I can do you no good in it. Why, then I hope you'll do us no harm, sir. You'll restore my money. What? My fee? Marry, law forbid it. Find out the party, and you shall have justice. Your fault closed up, and all shall be amended. The child, his father, and the law defended. Exit. Well... He has deserved his fee, indeed, for he has brought our suit to a quick end, I promise you. And yet the child has never a father, nor we have no more money to seek after him. A shame of all lecherous plackets. Now you look like a cat had newly kittened. What will you do now, Troll? Follow me no further, lest I beat your brains out. Oh, impose upon me any punishment rather than leave me now. Well, I think I am bewitched with thee. I cannot find in my heart to forsake her. 
There was never sister would have abused a poor brother as thou hast done. I am even pined away with fretting. There's nothing but flesh and bones about me. Well, and I had my money again, it were some comfort. Thunder. Hark, sister, does it not thunder? Oh, yes, most fearfully. What shall we do, brother? Mary, e'en get some shelter, ere the storm catch us. Away, let's away, I prithee. Enter the devil in man's habit, richly attired, his feet and his head horrid. <gasps> Tis he! Stay, brother! Dear brother, stay! What's the matter now? My love, my friend is come. Yonder he goes. Where? Where? Show me where. I'll stop him, if the devil be not in him. Look there. Look yonder. Oh, dear friend, pity my distress. For heaven and goodness, do but speak to me. She calls me, and yet drives me headlong from her. Poor mortal, thou and I are much uneven. Thou must not speak of goodness, nor of heaven, if I confer with thee. But be of comfort, whilst men do breathe, and Britain's name be known. The fatal fruit thou bearest within thy womb shall here be famous till the day of doom. Slid, who's that talk so? I can see no body. <laughs> then art thou blind or mad? See where he goes and beckons me to come. Oh, lead me forth. I'll follow thee in spite of fear or death. Exit. Oh, brave! She'll run to the devil for a husband. She's dark mad, sure, and talks to a shadow, for I could see no substance. Well, I'll after her. The child was got by chance, and the father must be found at all adventure. Exit. Scene two. The porch of a church. Enter Hermit, Modesta, and Edwin. O oh, reverend sir, by you my heart hath reached at the large hopes of holy piety, and for this I craved your company, here in your sight religiously to vow my chaste thoughts up to heaven, and make you now the witness of my faith. Angels assist thy hopes. What means my love? Thou art my promised wife. To part with willingly what friends and life can make no good assurance of. Oh, find remorse, fair soul, to love and merit, and yet recant thy vow. Never! This world and I are parted now forever. To find the way to bliss, O oh, happy woman, thou hast learned the hardest lesson well I see. Now show thy fortitude and constancy. Let these thy friends thy sad departure weep. Thou shalt but loose the wealth thou couldst not keep. My contemplation calls me. I must leave ye. Oh, reverend sir, persuade not her to leave me. My lord, I do not, nor to cease to love ye. 
I only pray her faith may fix its stand. Marriage was blessed, I know, with heaven's own hand. Exit. You hear him, lady. Tis not a virgin state, but sanctity of life must make you happy. Good sir, you say you love me, gentle Edwin. Even by that love I do beseech you, leave me. Think of your father's tears, your weeping friends, whom cruel grief makes pale and bloodless for you. Would I were dead to all. Why do you weep? Oh, who would live to see how men with care and cost seek misery? Why do you seek it, then? What joy, what pleasure can give you comfort in a single life? The contemplation of a happy death, which is to me so pleasing that I think no torture could divert me. What's this world, wherein you'd have me walk, but a sad passage to a dread judgment seat? From whence, even now, we are but bailed upon our good bearing, till that great sessions come when death, the crier, will surely summon us and all to appear, to plead us guilty, or our bail to clear. Soft music. What music's this? Enter two bishops, Donobert, Gloucester, Cater, Constantia, Oswald, Toclio. I've now resolve and think upon my love. This sounds the marriage of your beauteous sister, virtuous Constantia, the noble Cador. Look and behold this pleasure. Cover me with night. It is a vanity not worth the sight. See, see, she's yonder. Pass on, son Cador, daughter Constantia. I beseech you all, unless she first moves speech, salute her not. Edwin, what good success! Nothing as yet, unless this object take her. See, see, her eye is fixed upon her sister. Seem careless all, and take no notice of her. On afore there, come, my Constantia. Not speak to me, nor deign to cast an eye to look on my despised poverty. I must be more charitable, pray. Stay, lady. Are not you she whom I did once call sister? I did acknowledge such a name to one, whilst she was worthy of it, in whose folly, since you neglect your fame and friends together, and you I drowned a sister's name for ever. Your looks did speak no less. It now begins to work. This sight has moved her. I knew this trick would take or nothing. Though you disdain in me a sister's name, your charity, methinks, should be so strong to instruct ere you reject. I am a wretch. Even Folly's instance, who perhaps have erred, not having known the goodness bears so high and fair a show in you, which being expressed, I may recant this low, despised life, and please those friends whom I moved to grief. She is coming, ye faith. Be merry, Edwin. Since you desire instruction, you shall have it. What is should make you thus desire to live, vowed to a single life? Because I know I cannot fly from death. Oh, my good sister, I beseech you, hear me. This world is but a mask, catching weak eyes with what is not ourselves but our disguise, a wizard that falls off the dance being done and leaves death's glass for all to look upon. Our best happiness here lasts but a night, whose burning tapers makes false wear seem right. 
who knows not this and will not now provide some better shift before his shame be spied and knowing this vain world at last will leave him shake off these robes that help but to deceive him her words are powerful i am amazed to hear her her soul's enchanted with infected spells leave her best girl for now in thee i'll seek the fruits of age posterity out of my sight Sure, I was half asleep or drunk when I begot thee. Good sir, forbear. What say you to that, sister? The joy of children, a blessed mother's name. Oh, who without much grief can lose such fame? Who can enjoy it without sorrow, rather? And that most certain were the joys unsure, seeing the fruit that we beget endure so many miseries that oft we pray the heavens to shut up their afflicted day. At best we do but bring forth heirs to die and fill the coffins of our enemy oh my soul hear her no more constantia she's sure bewitched with error leave her girl then must i leave all goodness sir away stand off i say how's this i have no father friend no husband now all are but borrowed robes in which we mask to waste and spend the time when all our life is but one good betwixt two ague days which from the first air we have time to praise, a second fever takes us. Oh, my best sister, my soul's eternal friend, forgive the rashness of my distempered tongue, for how could she, knew not herself, know thy felicity, from which worlds cannot now remove me? Art thou mad too, fond woman? What's thy meaning? To seek eternal happiness in heaven, which all this world affords not. Think of thy vow. Thou art my promised wife. Pray, trouble me no further. Strange alteration. Why do you stand at gaze, you sacred priests? You holy men, be equal to the gods, and consummate my marriage with this woman. Herself gives bar, my lord, to your desires and our performance. Tis against the law and orders of the church to force a marriage. How am I wronged? Was this your trick, my lord? I am abused past sufferance. Grief and amazement strive which sense of mine shall loose her being first. Yet let me call thee daughter. Me, wife. Your words are air. You speak of want to wealth, and wish her sickness newly raised to health. Bewitched girls, tempt not an old man's fury, that hath no strength to uphold his feeble age but what your sights give life to. Oh, beware! and do not make me curse you. Modesta, kneeling. Dear father, here at your feet we kneel. Grant us but this, that in your sight and hearing the good hermit may plead our cause, which, if it shall not give such satisfaction as your age desires, we will submit to you. You gave us life. Save not our bodies, but our souls from death. This gives some comfort yet. Rise with my blessings. Have patience, noble Cador, worthy Edwin. Send for the hermit that we may confer, for sure religion ties you not to leave your careful father thus. If so it be, take you content, and give all grief to me. Exeunt. Scene 3. A cave in the forest. Thunder and lightning. Enter devil. Mix light and darkness. Earth and heaven dissolve, be of one peace again, and turn to chaos. 
break all your works you powers and spoil the world or if you will maintain earth still give way and life to this abortive birth now coming whose fame shall add unto your oracles lucina hecate dreadful queen of night bright proserpine be pleased for ceres love from stygian darkness summon up the fates and in a moment bring them quickly hither lest death do vent her birth and her together thunder assist you spirits of infernal deeps squint-eyed erecto midnight incubus rise rise to aid this birth prodigious enter lucina and the three fates thanks hecate hail sister to the gods there lies your way haste with the fates and help give quick dispatch unto her laboring throes to bring this mixture of infernal seed to humane being exit fates and to beguile her pains till back you come antics shall dance and music fill the room dance thanks queen of shades farewell great servant to the infernal king in honour of this child the fates shall bring all their assisting powers of knowledge arts learning wisdom all the hidden parts of all admiring prophecy to foresee the event of times to come his art shall stand a wall of brass to guard the britain land even from this minute all his arts appears manlike in judgment person state and years upon his breast the fates have fixed his name and since his birthplace was this forest here they now have named him merlin sylvester and merlin's name in brittany shall live whilst men inhabit here or fates can give power to amazing wonder envy shall weep and mischief sit and shake her ebon wings whilst all the world of merlin's magic sings exit scene four the forest enter clown well i wonder how my poor sister does after all this thundering i think she's dead for i can hear no tidings of her those woods yield small comfort for her i could meet nothing but a swineherd's wife keeping hogs by the forest side but neither she nor none of her sows would stir a foot to help us indeed i think she durst not trust herself among the trees with me for i must needs confess i offered some kindness to her well i would fain know what's become of my sister if she have brought me a young cousin his face may be a picture to find his father by so oh sister joan joan go to it where art thou here here brother stay but a while i'll come to thee oh brave she is alive still i know her voice she speaks and speaks cheerfully methinks 
How now? What mooncalf has she got with her? Enter Joan and Merlin with a book. Come, my dear Merlin, why dost thou fix thine eyes so deeply on that book? To sound the depths of arts, of learning, wisdom, knowledge. Oh, my dear, dear son, those studies fits thee when thou art a man. Why, mother, I can be but half a man at best, and that is your mortality. The rest in me is spirit. Tis not meat nor time that gives this growth and bigness. No, my years shall be more strange than yet my birth appears. Look, mother, there's my uncle. How dost thou know him, son? Thou never sawest him. Yet I know him, and know the pains he has taken for ye to find out my father. Give me your hand, good uncle. Aha! <laughs> I'd laugh at that, you faith. Do you know me, sir? Yes, by the same token that e'en now you kissed the swineherd's wife in the woods, and would have done more, if she would have let you, uncle. A witch, a witch, a witch, sister. Read him out of your company. He is either a witch or a conjurer. He could never have known this else. Pray love him, brother. He is my son. <laughs> this is worse than all the rest, ye faith. By his beard, he is more like your husband. Let me see. Is your great belly gone? Yes, and this the happy fruit. What? This harder joke? A child born with a beard on his face? Yes, and strong legs to go, and teeth to eat. You can nurse up yourself, then. There are some charges saved for soap and cattle. Slid, I have heard of some that has been born with teeth, but never none with such a talking tongue before. Come, come, you must use him kindly, brother. Did you but know his worth, you would make much of him. Make much of a monkey? This is worse than Tom Thumb, that let a fart in his mother's belly. A child to speak, eat, and go the first hour of his birth. Nay, such a baby has had need of a barber before he was born, too. Why, sister, this is monstrous, and shames all our kindred. That thus gainst nature and our common birth he comes thus furnished to salute the world is power of fates and gift of his great father. Why, of what profession is your father, sir? He keeps a hothouse in the low countries. Will you see him, sir? See him? Why, sister, has the child found his father? Yes, and I'll fetch him, uncle. Exit. Do not uncle me till I know your kindred. 
For my conscience, some baboon begot thee. Surely thou art horribly deceived, sister. This urchin cannot be of thy breeding. I shall be ashamed to call him cousin, though his father be a gentleman. Enter Merlin and Devil. Now, my kind uncle, see, the child has found his father. This is he. So the devil it is. <laughs> is this your sweetheart, sister? Have we run through the country, haunted the city, and examined the court to find out a gallant with a hat and feather and a silken sword and golden hangers? And do you now bring me to a ragamuffin with a face like a frying pan? Fie, brother, you mistake. Behold him better. How's this? Do you juggle with me, or are mine eyes matches? Hat and feather, sword and hangers, and all. This is a gallant indeed, sister. This has all the marks of him we look for. And you have found him now, sir. Give me your hand. I now must call you brother. Not till you have married my sister. For all this, while she's still but your whore, sir. Thou art too plain. I'll satisfy that wrong to her and thee, and all with liberal hand. Come, why art thou fearful? Nay, I am not afraid, and you were the devil, sir. Thou needst not. Keep with thy sister still, and I'll supply your wants. You shall lack nothing that golden wealth can purchase. Thank you, brother. We have gone many a weary step to find you. You may be a husband for a lady, for you are far-fetched and dear-bought, I assure you. Pray, how should I call your son, my cousin here? His name is Merlin. Merlin? Your hand, cousin Merlin. For your father's sake, I accept you to my kindred. If you grow in all things as your beard does, you shall be talked on. By your mother's side, cousin... You come of the go-to-its, Suffolk bread, but our standing house is at Hockle in the Hole and Leighton Buzzard. For your father, no doubt you may from him claim titles of worship, but I cannot describe it. I think his ancestors came first from Hellbree in Wales, cousin. No matter whence we do derive our name, all Brittany shall ring of Merlin's fame, and wonder at his acts. Go hence to Wales, there live a while. There Vortiger the king builds castles and strongholds, which cannot stand unless supported by young Merlin's hand. There shall thy fame begin. Wars are a-breeding. The Saxons practice treason yet unseen, which shortly shall break out. Fair love, farewell. Dear son and brother, here must I leave you all. Yet still I will be near at Merlin's call. Exit. <laughs>
Will you go, uncle? Yes, I'll follow you, cousin. Well, I do most horribly begin to suspect my kindred. This brother-in-law of mine is the devil, sure, and though he hides his horns with his hat and feather, I spied his cloven foot for all his cunning. Exit. Scene 5. The British Court. Enter Astorius, Octa, and Proximus. Come, come, time calls our close complots to action. Go, Proximus, with winged speed, fly hence. Hie thee to Wales. Salute great Vortiker with these, our letters. Bid the king to arms, tell him we have new friends. More forces landed in Norfolk and Northumberland. Bid him make haste to meet us. If he keep his word, we'll part the realm between us. Bend all thine art to quit that late disgrace the Christian hermit gave thee. Make thy revenge both sure and home. That thought, sir, spurs me on, till I have wrought their swift destruction. Exit. Go, then, and prosper. Octa, be vigilant. Speak. Are the forts possessed? The guards made sure? Revolve, I pray, on how large consequence the bare event and sequel of our hopes jointly consists, that have embarked our lives upon the hazard of the least miscarriage. All sure, the queen your sister hath contrived, the cunning plot so sure, as at an instant the brothers shall be both surprised and taken. And both shall die, yet one a while must live, till we by him have gathered strength and power to meet bold Idol, their stern general, that now, contrary to the king's command, hath reunited all his cashiered troops, and this way beats his drums to threaten us. Then our plot's discovered. Come, thou'rt a fool. His army and his life is given unto us. Where is the queen, my sister? In conference with the prince. Bring the guards nearer. All is fair and good. Their conference, I hope, shall end in blood. Exeunt. Scene 6. A room in the palace. Enter prince and Artesia. Come, come, you do but flatter. What you term love is but a dream of blood. Wakes with enjoying and with open eyes forget. Condemned and lost. I must be wary. Her words are dangerous. True. We'll speak of love no more, then. Nay, if you will, you may. Tis but in jest, and yet so children play with fiery flames and covet what is bright, but feeling his effects abhor the light. Pleasure is like a building. The more high, the narrower still it grows. Cedars do die soonest at the top. How does your instance suit? From art and nature to make sure the root and lay a fast foundation, ere I try the uncertain changes of a wavering sky. Make your example thus. You have a kiss. Kiss. Was it not pleasing? Above all name to express it. Yet now the pleasure's gone, and you have lost your joy's possession. Yet, when you please, this flood may ebb again. But were it never ebbs, there runs the main. Who can attain such hopes? I'll show the way to it, give you a taste once more of what you may enjoy. 
kiss. Impudent whore. I were more false than atheism can be, should I not call this high felicity. If I should trust your faith, alas, I fear, you soon would change belief. I would covet martyrdom to make it confirmed. Give me your hand on that. You'll keep your word? I will. Enough. Help, husband! King! Aurelius! Help! Rescue! Betrayed! Artesia! Nay, then tis I them betrayed, I see. Yet with thy blood I'll end thy treachery. How now? What troubles you? Is this you, sir? But that even now would suffer martyrdom to win your hopes. And is there now such terror in the names of men to fright you? Nay, then I see what metal you are made on. Ha! Huh. Was it but trial? Then I ask your pardon. What a dull slave was I to be so fearful. I'll trust her no more, yet try the utmost. I am resolved. No brother, no man breathing, were he my blood's begetter, should withhold me from your love. I'd leap into his bosom, and from his breast pull forth that happiness heaven had reserved in you for my enjoying. Aye, now you speak a lover like a prince. Treason! Treason! Again? Help, Saxon princes! Treason! Enter Astorius, Octa, etc. Rescue the queen! Strike down the villain! Enter Edel, Aurelius, Donobert, Cater, Edwin, Toclio, Oswald, at the other door. Call in the guards! The prince in danger! Fall back, dear sir, my breast shall buckler you! Beat down their weapons! Slave, wert thou made of brass, my sword shall bite thee. Withdraw on pain of death. Where is the traitor? Oh, save your life, my lord. Let it suffice. My beauty forced mine own captivity. Who did attempt to wrong thee? Hear me, sir. Oh, my sad soul. Wast thou? Oh, do not stand to speak. One minute's stay prevents a second speech forever. Make our guards strong. My dear Artesia, let us know thy wrongs and our own dangers. The prince, your brother, with these Britain lords, have all agreed to take me hence by force and marry me to him. The devil shall wed thee first. Thy baseness and thy lust confound and rot thee. He courted me even now, and in my ear shamed not to plead his most dishonest love and their attempts to seize your sacred person either to shut you up within some prison, or, which is worse, I fear, to murder you. Tis all as false as hell. And as foul as she is. You know me, sir. Yes, deadly sin, we know you, and shall discover all your villainy. Chester, forbear. Their treasons, sir, are plain. Why are their soldiers lodged so near the court? Nay, why came he in arms so suddenly? You fleering antics, do not wake my fury. Fury? Ratsbane, do not urge me. Good sir, keep farther from them. Oh, my sick heart. She is a witch by nature, a devil by art. Bite thine own slanderous tongue, tis thou art false. I have observed your passions long ere this. Stand on your guard, my lord. We are your friends, and all our force is yours. To spoil and rob the kingdom. Sir, be silent. Silent? How long? 
till doomsday shall i stand by and hear mine honour blasted with foul treason the state half lost and your life endangered yet be silent yes my blunt lord unless you speak your treasons sir let your guards as traitors seize them all and then let tortures and devulsive racks force a confession from them wild fire and brimstone eat thee hear me sir sir i'll not hear you but you shall not hear me were the world's monarch caesar living he should hear me i tell you sir these serpents have betrayed your life and kingdom does not every day bring tidings of more swarms of lousy slaves the awful fugitives of barren germany that land upon our coasts and by our neglect settled in norfolk and northumberland they come as aids and safeguards to the king has he not need when vortigers in arms and you raised powers tis thought to join with him peace you pernicious rat prithee forbear away Suffer a gilded rascal, a low-bred, despicable creeper, an insulting toad to spit his poison venom in my face. Sir, sir. Do not reply, you cur, for by the gods, though the king's presence guard thee, I shall break all patience, and like a lion roused to spoil, shall run foul-mouthed upon thee, and devour thee quick. Speak, sir. Will you forsake these scorpions, or stay till they have stung you to the heart? Ye are traitors all. This is our wife, our queen. Brother Astorius, troop your Saxons up. We'll hence to Winchester, and raise more powers to man with strength the castle Camelot. Go hence, false men. Join you with Vortiger, the murderer of our brother Constantine. We'll hunt both him and you with dreadful vengeance. Since Britain fails, we'll trust the foreign friends, and guard our person from your traitorous ends. Exeunt Aurelius, Ostorius, Octa, Artesia, Toclio, Oswald. He is sure bewitched. What counsel now for safety? Only this, sir. With all the speed we can, preserve the person of the king and kingdom. Which to effect, tis best march hence to Wales, and set on Vortiger before he join his forces with the Saxons. On men with speed for Wales and Vortiger. That tempest once ere blown, we come, Ostorius, to meet thy traitorous Saxons, thee and them, that with advantage thus have won the king, to back your factions and to work our ruins. This by the gods and my good sword I'll set in bloody lines upon thy burgeonet. Exeunt. End of Act Three.